Welcome to Grow With Soul, a simple marketing podcast by me, Kate Ferris, a creative business and marketing coach living in the mountains in North Wales. Grow With Soul is for creatives who either have their own business or who dream of having their own business and who want to grow slowly, sustainably and soulfully in their work and in their life. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome to episode 49 of Grow With Soul. It's just me today and I wanted to talk through one of, in my opinion, the most helpful theories in terms of the big picture of your marketing and that's the customer journey. So you'll probably have heard me refer to the sales funnel before and to be honest I do kind of use the two terms interchangeably as they both kind of describe the same thing which is the way that people move through your brand from discovery to purchase. However the customer journey not only sounds nicer let's face it but also covers more bases. It looks at the entirety of the journey from before someone even finds you to past the point of purchase and beyond and it better encapsulates the elements of your marketing rather than just the consumer's behavior. For me the customer journey is a huge piece of the puzzle when it comes to your marketing as it gives you perspective on all your activities and how they fit together. One thing that's a problem for marketers at all levels, whether it's you at your kitchen table or hundreds of people in a team at somewhere like Coca-Cola, is that we isolate our different marketing activities into silos. So we have our blog over here and our email marketing over there. And on the back burner, we have our outreach and we switch between each of these pots on our hob. Now, this is just the way we need to manage it because we need to single task and we need to focus in on the thing that we're doing. But the trouble is this can go too far and we forget that all these different saucepans need to come together to make one meal and we focus too much on the sauce and then forget about that actually has to go with the pasta and then needs the vegetables in there too. So I see this most often in people's expectations. So getting disappointed if one email doesn't lead to a sale or people being put off by blogging because they can't imagine that anyone will buy from that one post. And this is the trouble, the silos get us really short-sighted because marketing isn't a one-two step or an action and a reaction. It's a cumulative process. It's all the different elements working together to create the end result. So this is where the customer journey is so useful because it reminds us of this and helps us to take that bird's eye view of everything that we've got going on and how it's working together. It also helps us to create better individual marketing materials because we can better empathise with where a customer is on their journey and what they need from us in that moment. It's the difference between shooting in the dark and thinking, well, what on earth am I going to write in my email today? And knowing that the people in your email list are further along in their journey with your brand and they're excited to gain more in-depth content from you. So that's what you send them. So let's reel back and start with what is a customer journey? So the customer journey is how people move through your brand and the experience they have as they do so. So it begins before they've heard of you and they're either they're seeking a solution to a problem and they find your business that way or, you know, they're just going about their life and they stumble upon you in some way. But after they discover you, they begin to move through what you do. So in practical terms, this might look like following you on Instagram, then reading a blog post, then hearing you on a podcast, then signing up to your newsletter. 
Over the course of this journey, they're building trust in you and going through the decision-making process of whether what you provide is the solution they want to their problem. Once they've made up their mind and they buy, then they continue in their customer journey as they experience your your customer service. And then hopefully their journey loops back round and eventually they decide to buy again. So a customer journey can be long or short. Let's use Coca-Cola again as an example. So you realise you're thirsty and you look for a solution to that problem. You go into the nearest shop and you choose a drink. And this choice may have been subliminally affected by advertising you've seen, the packaging, any offers, good experiences with the products you've had in the past. So you buy your drink, you drink your Coke, you thoroughly enjoy it. And next time you're thirsty, you're likely to choose it again because you had such a nice time drinking it the first time. So that customer journey was only about 30 seconds. So Coca-Cola had to make sure that their distribution was good enough. So their product was in the place you needed it in that journey. And that all the advertising that had kind of happened around you before that moment made you want a Coke there and then. So other products have a slightly longer journey. So say you're listening to a podcast and a guest is talking about their book. You love the sound of it and it feels like a solution to your problem. You maybe check out the author on Instagram or read their blog to get a little feel for their style of writing and whether you'd like a longer form version of that. You look up the book, you read the blurb, you read the reviews and you decide to order. And so that might be a 30 minute customer journey, but all the different elements you encountered took you from having never heard of that book before to deciding it was the one for you. For service-based businesses, we can have a really long customer journey, not only because it tends to be a bigger purchase that requires more consideration than a can of Coke, but also because someone has to really know and trust that we are someone that they want to work with, you know, one-to-one. As I always say, you're not going to drop two grand on a coach you've just found on the internet because they're literally a stranger. Why on earth would you do that? It can take weeks, months, even years for someone to be ready to work with you. So we need to be really conscious that their customer journey is going to be longer than one blog post and an email and therefore create our marketing in such a way that accommodates that. In my experience, we can really give up too early on a new offering just because we haven't realised the customer journey length. It's easy to think that a course has failed, in inverted commas, because it didn't sell out in the first run. But perhaps people don't know you as someone who can teach this topic yet and need to build more trust before they buy. And side note, as kind of proof of this, I get this all the time when I release something new. People are always asking if something will run again in the future so they can do it then because they want to see the social proof of other people having done it to trust that they can do it with me. So I recently started working with a new client who in her initial email to me said, I can see how everything you say about the funnel plays out because here I am inquiring, which is nothing if not a good confidence boost, but it is true. I am very conscious of my customer journey and I can see how people move through it and pop out the other end. So I get inquiries from people who say their friend recommended my podcast and they've been following me on Instagram ever since and now they're ready for coaching. I see names I recognise from years on Instagram join my courses. I can also see that the customer journey does loop back round as previous students join new courses or inquire about coaching later on down the line. So I know the concept of the customer journey works because I see it every day in my own business. So here's how I 
think of it and here's how mine kind of works. So someone is pootling along in their business, they're either feeling a bit lost with it or wanting to level up or just generally open-minded about ways to improve. They find or stumble upon my work. Perhaps a blog post came up in a search, a friend recommended the show, or they find one of my posts on Instagram. If what they found was useful, then they'll stick around and go a bit deeper. They'll subscribe to the podcast, they'll read a few more blogs, they'll follow me on Instagram. If they keep enjoying what I'm producing, they might go a bit deeper by signing up to my mailing list to get some of the more personal content that's shared there. This continues for months, maybe. They read and listen to my stuff, they try a few things out in their business, they start to trust me. Eventually, they're ready to work with me. This might be because they've just decided that does happen, or it might be that I've released a course that sounds ideal for them, or they hit a wall in their business or something comes up and they trust me enough to ask me for help. We work together, They feel better about themselves and their business, they achieve those things they wanted to and feel confident to go off alone. So they go back to just consuming my content and the loop all starts again. So while I'm dealing with all my pots on my hob and I'm writing a blog post and I'm planning a newsletter and I'm popping up on stories, that flow is always at the back of my mind to make sure that What I'm creating is matching up with that journey and providing value to people when and where they need it. And I feel like I should clarify that just because you're listening to this doesn't mean that I expect you to buy from me. I love to blog and I love to record and I love to create content. And I always say that if someone gets everything they need from me from one blog post, then it's definitely not worth their while working with me one-on-one. This is where the image of the customer journey as a funnel is actually really helpful. The people that are moving through to buy get fewer and fewer the deeper they go because some people reach the level they need in that customer journey. might be that somebody listening to this podcast doesn't need to move further through their journey at the moment, perhaps for financial reasons, confidence issues. Maybe they're just getting on just fine listening to the podcast and that's all they need. And that's great. And I'm really happy that they're getting what they need from there. So this has been like a practical look at the customer journey. So let's now look at taking this forward. So the two main ways the customer journey is going to affect your experience of running your business. So in your expectations, firstly, and secondly, in the stuff that you create. So you can set much more realistic goals and expectations. If you know a customer journey is going to take a few months, then you can take your foot off the gas a bit and focus on a nurturing journey rather than one where you're you're pushing people to purchase before they're ready. And spoiler alert, that makes no one feel good. So you can maintain an awareness of that cumulative marketing effect and therefore not pile expectations on one podcast leading to hundreds of sales and instead let your content breathe and really fulfill and do its job in that cumulative way. Which brings us on to creating great marketing materials. So when you know where things sit in the customer journey and have an awareness of what people need from them, you can create them from a much more consumer first perspective, which will make them more valuable. So rather than think, I want to sell from this blog post. So it becomes quite a general product edit of just what you want to say and it isn't really lighting anyone's fire. You can instead think, well, most people are coming over from Instagram, which is a more general channel. So 
maybe for my blog post, I can write one that takes it to a level deeper so they can really understand why I've created the products I have and how much nostalgia is important to the brand. And then they can go over and look at the products with a deeper understanding. Or in a service-based business, rather than writing your email newsletter thinking, I need to book a client off the back of this newsletter, it's instead thinking the people who are there are in the middle of their decision-making process, they're a little bit further down in their journey, and they're here specifically because they're getting everything that they need from my Instagram, my blog, my podcast, and this they just want to get to know me a bit deeper to help them feel like yes, I could be somebody that they could have a conversation with every week for six months. And so then the the content that you put in that email is about fostering that connection and deepening that trust and showing them who you are so they can imagine those conversations rather than pushing to make the sale. So to round off this episode, I thought I'd give you a couple of next steps for starting to think about your own customer journey. So on a piece of paper, draw out a map of how people currently move through your business. So you can make a flow chart or just, you know, whatever feels natural. I sometimes just do it on a long line. So start with the places where people can find you and then draw how they can move through your business from there. So mine would look like being recommended a podcast episode, following me on Instagram, reading a blog post, subscribing to the podcast, signing up to my email and purchasing. But remember, that whole process might be six months with them continuing to flip between the blog, the podcast, the Instagram and kind of going deeper and deeper down. By mapping it out, you can find any blocks to the journey. So for example, if they're reading your blog, is it hard for them to then sign up to your list because the box isn't obvious enough? Or if somebody's watching your stories, will they ever know you've even got a podcast? Do you, If that's all they're seeing from you, do you ever mention it there? As well as blocks, you can identify areas that could be improved on. Perhaps Instagram is the only place where people are finding you, so you need some more options in there like outreach, or maybe some of your blog content is too general and doesn't help to build that no like, and trust factor. So once you've identified these areas for improvement, redraw your customer journey with all the edits included. So this is the smoothest, most scenic drive through your business. And then set about making it happen make those changes you've identified, optimise a few areas that felt a little bit dodgy and then continue to use the customer journey and keep it in your mind as you work on your single tasks to make sure you're always looking at the big picture as well as the detail. Before we go, I have one last message for you. If you're a coach, a mentor, a teacher or someone whose business focuses on facilitating a change in others, then I'm working on something which is especially for you. In this kind of business, it can be easy to feel out of control and like things aren't happening the way you want. And I certainly have felt and sometimes I'll do feel like that. The Playbook is a course especially for your business to help you take control, shine your light and make your impact. We're going to be looking very specifically about how you can stand out in a crowded coaching market, improve your business model to get sustainable income, plan and organise your schedule for short and long term gains and crucially making sales. We'll go into much more of the specificities of the service-based customer journey to help you get comfortable with selling and marketing what you do and become known and visible in your space.
this course is the one that I would have dearly wanted 18 months ago and is absolutely everything that has worked for me in my business. The course starts in January, but pre-orders open this Monday, the 14th of October, with some really great bonuses. So there's a workbook that I've created that you can work on over the next few months. We'll have an exclusive live workshop before the course starts, and you're also going to get 10% off, which is nice. (laughs) So to find out more about the course and to get your bonuses, go to simpleandseason.com forward slash the playbook. Otherwise, the show notes will be on my website, which is simpleandseason.com forward slash podcast. And you can find me on Instagram at simpleandseason. As always, if you have a friend who you think would really enjoy this episode, please do send them the link and share where you're listening online too. And until next time, I hope you grow with soul.